Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Selmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield news team. We are your audio newspaper. This is episode 85, and we thank you for being here. Coming up on this episode, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing with our trivia question of the week. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. MISD honors Brenda Norwood at school dedication ceremony. Trash, a veterans memorial, interns, and a balanced budget. Mayor Michael Evans will recap Monday's city council meeting. COVID-19 is on the rise again in Mansfield. Reporter Dennis Webb will have an update. MISD releases Friday night lights schedule. City launches new festival. Coming up in the features section, science reporter Dennis Webb returns and talks about a scary event on the International Space Station. What's hot about a heat stroke? Absolutely nothing. I'm Katrina Brown here to talk to you about the warning signs you don't want to ignore on this week's Texas Health Tip of the Week. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be sharing another original cocktail that's a take on a classic. We have the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve interviews Lake Ridge grad and Olympic athlete Jasmine Moore. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Did you know Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWAU provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Interested in becoming a nurse? Earn your bachelor's in nursing at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817 917- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hi, this is Philip Washington Jr. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Mansfield ISD honored former teacher Brenda Norwood on Saturday as the school named in her honor was officially dedicated to a standing room only crowd in the school's cafeteria. The teachers, staff, and administrators of Brenda Norwood Elementary cheered loudly as school board president Michelle Newsom officially dedicated the school, which is located in the southern part of Mansfield near Lone Star Road. Mayor Michael Evans read a proclamation, and Brenda Norwood herself thanked family and other attendees and spoke about the days of picking cotton on the fields that are now home to the school that bears her name. The school's opening ceremony couldn't have come at a better time, as Mrs. Norwood celebrated both the dedication and her 73rd birthday this week. 
Two more schools, Alma Martinez Intermediate and Charlene McKenzie Middle School, will be christened with dedications this Saturday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. respectively. What do trash, a veteran's memorial, interns, and a balanced budget all have in common? They were all topics at Monday's lengthy city council meeting. And with the recap... Here's Mayor Michael Evans. To begin the public portion of the meeting, I issued a proclamation announcing Mansfield's participation in the North Texas Community Cleanup Challenge. And I'm asking Mansfield residents to pick up as much litter as possible from September the 1st to October 31st so that we can beat the other cities in North Texas that are also participating. Uh, Visit the Community Cleanup Challenge uh, com to see how you can log your cleanup efforts and help Mansfield win this challenge. We can do it. Next, uh, we honor the interns who have spent their summers working for the city of Mansfield, and we thank them for all of the work that they put in during this time with us. And I want to say just thank you again to our 2021 interns and the best of luck to each and every one of them in their future endeavors. The Director of Parks and Recreation, Matt Young, did an outstanding job by sharing the final concept renderings of the uh, Veterans uh, Memorial. Uh, we aim to install at uh, Julian Field Park along with uh, along Broad, excuse me, and uh, Magnolia Streets. And just know this, you're going to see more drawings uh, in the uh, days to come. So these These aren't really the final renderings, but it gave the audience an idea as to what we are shooting for. And um, I think people were pretty pleased with what they saw. Uh, Matt Young also discussed updates to the uh, parkland dedication ordinance, and no action was taken uh, following the discussion. Uh, We were then provided with an update about our neighborhood leadership roundtable by our director of communications and outreach, uh, Bernadette McCraney. And uh, again, we're just so happy that we're getting input from uh, the public. Thank you so very much for leaning in and uh, giving us your opinions and suggestions. Now, moving along to the uh, consent agenda, the council approved uh, the uh, lease of the industrial water tower to uh, uh, Bell Wave Communications so that the company can install and maintain a fixed wireless telecommunication system at that site. City Council also approved five resolutions. Uh, Three of those were related to construction. One authorized the City of Mansfield to participate in a public works uh, emergency response team. And the fifth amended the city's uh, designated authorized uh, representatives uh, to act on or to act on Mansfield's behalf in the uh, Techstar short-term asset asset reserve fund. Told y'all it was a long night. Next, the council approved a request for a specific use permit for a fix-it shop and use merchandise uh, store at 2891 Matlock Road. Let me say that again. So we approved a request for a specific use permit for a fix-it shop and use merchandise store at 2891 Madlock Road. The council then tabled the public hearing of an ordinance uh, that would rezone more than 275 uh, acres of land along New Patterson Road near U- the Union Pacific Railroad. 
Council approved the uh, second and final reading of an ordinance that uh, rezones less than three quarters of an acre of land at uh, 1045 Matlock Road, and uh, that land will be rezoned as a planned development for professional office uses. And finally, the City of Mansfield's Director of Finance, Troy Listina, updated the council about the city's proposed uh, budget for the upcoming fiscal year. The budget is on track to be adopted during the September 13th a regular city council meeting, and the key words there is this, or the phrase is, we have a balanced budget. We have a balanced budget. We kept saying that, and we appreciate him and his entire team for making that happen. So now, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes my recap of the August 9th regular city council meeting. I am Michael Evans. I am blessed with the opportunity to serve as the mayor of the great city of Mansfield, Texas. Thank you for watching and have a great night. COVID-19 is on the rise again. Reporter Dennis Webb shares a word from the director of Tarrant County Public Health. Dennis. Thank you, Steve. Rather than the usual rack and stack of numbers and trends this week, I will share a, a rare blog post by Vinny Taneo, who is the director of the Tarrant County Public Health. Dr. Taneo says... August 6, 2021, the resurgence of COVID-19. When I last posted in June, I had hoped the COVID-19 cases would continue to drop. Sadly, we're seeing resurgence of COVID-19, particularly the Delta variant, which is a mutated form of COVID-19. It is more aggressive and contagious. All of our indicators are going up. The curve is rising again. Our local hospitals have ICUs filled with patients, many of whom were not vaccinated for COVID-19. We continue to offer the COVID-19 vaccine at different locations and are including it in our annual back-to-school immunization event. We've begun mobile testing and have these units rotating among the various Tarrant County precincts as well as testing sites in several areas of the county. It is true that some people can get a breakthrough infection with the COVID-19 Delta variant after having been fully vaccinated. However, the effects are much less pronounced for those previously vaccinated for those who aren't. Our data is showing that the odds are better surviving COVID-19 if you have been vaccinated. Hospitals are telling us that the majority of their COVID patients are unvaccinated. So, your best bet against COVID-19 and its variants is to get vaccinated. The vaccines are meant to prevent severe illness, hospitalization, and death. They're not perfect, like most other vaccines, but they provide good protection, and your odds of surviving COVID-19 vastly improve when you've been vaccinated. There are lots of places you can go to get for a vaccine, including our own public health clinics. We also advise people to wear masks in mixed company of vaccinated and unvaccinated people, and when going out and about and to crowd. Bottom line, if you're not feeling well and have some of the symptoms, get tested and vaccinated. If you have questions or doubts, talk to your health care provider. Regards, Verinder Vinny Tanea, Director of Tarrant County Public Health. A little information about Dr. Tanea. He is a physician and has been Director of Tarrant County Public Health since 2014. He was hired by and works for the Tarrant County Commissioner's Court, composed of people we all elect. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's that time of year again, Friday Night Lights. The Mansfield ISD Athletic Department has released the 2021 football schedules for all five area high schools.
Lakeridge, Legacy, and Mansfield all start their seasons on August 19th with home games, while Summit and Timberview start a week later. About Mansfield has created a printable PDF file of each school's football schedule, and you can find it on our website at aboutmansfield.com under the Links tab. The City of Mansfield has created a new festival, which is going to take you back in time. Coming up here toward the end of August is Founders Day Festival. And with us on the telephone is Jessica Baber. She is the manager of the Mansfield Historical Museum. That's at the corner of Broad and Main Street. And then further down uh, on Main Street, she's also the manager of the the Manhouse Museum. And Jessica, tell me, uh, when is this event and tell the listeners all about it. All right. Well, we are having our first ever Founders Day Festival. It's going to be August 28th from 10 to 4 out at the Manhouse Museum. And that's located at 604 West Broad Street. And the event is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Basically, we are um, having a bunch of activities out there to kind of show what life was like back in the 1800s. We're going to have historical interpreters. That's people in costume out doing different activities that would have been done back then. So like a blacksmith and a potter, um, people making textiles, people making soap that people can watch. And they're going to be selling some of the things that they've made by hand. Um, We'll also have activities for people to do. So, you know, butter churning and candle dipping and all kinds of old fashioned games out on the property. Um, And yeah, it should be a really fun time. We're going to have food trucks. um, And of course, we'll also have tours of the the house museum for people who haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing on the poster as well that there will be live music. Is it going to be period music from the the 19th century or contemporary music? It's going to be more contemporary music um, played though on kind of old time instrument sort of situation. And for the festival goers, what's the parking situation? Yeah, so there's very limited parking at the Man House, um, but we are going to utilize some of the public parking lots downtown and have a shuttle that goes back and forth um, so people don't have to necessarily walk all the way from those locations. And if you go to our website, which is mansfieldhistory.org, on the little Man House section of the website, there is information about which lots exactly um, the shuttle will be picking up from. So again, it's Saturday, August 28th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. What's the admission cost? It is absolutely free. Um, there's no cost to do uh, to come in and see what we've got going on. As I said, there'll be things for sale. There'll be food trucks and things like that. But no, just to enter and look around and participate in the hands-on stuff, all of that is absolutely free. Absolutely, yes. This is an event for everybody. So um, I think people of all ages will get something out of it. There'll be lots of fun stuff for kids, um, but things that I think that adults will find really interesting as well. Jessica Baber, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. I hope to see everybody out there on the 28th. It's time to get back to work, Mansfield. If you own or manage a business here in Mansfield and you have a job opening, allow us to help spread the word in your own words in our Mansfield job opening segment. For example, here's one from Mauser Packaging Solutions. Mauser Packaging Solutions. 1501 East Dallas Street, Mansfield, Texas, 76063. We are hiring 
assemblers to put wire or plastic handles on plastic bales. Working hours are 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. on a rotating schedule, which you will work 36 hours one week and 48 hours the following week with every other weekend off. To apply, call 817-453-7030 or on our website at mauserpackaging.com forward slash careers and contact name is Sandra Rios. Thank you. Now it's your turn and it's easy. Pick up the phone, dial 817-435-2938 and leave a voicemail describing your job opening in 30 seconds or less. Include your contact information. Please call on behalf of your own business, not someone else's. And again, that number is 817-435-2938. 2938. Monday is National Roller Coaster Day. The day commemorates the first vertical loop roller coaster, which was patented by Edwin Prescott on August 16th, 1898. The oldest roller coasters are believed to have originated from the so-called Russian mountains built in the 17th century. These specially constructed hills of ice located near St. Petersburg, Russia, rose between 70 and 80 feet in height. Passengers faced 50-degree drops. Wooden supports Applied the reinforcement. Currently, the fastest roller coaster in the world, traveling it up to 149 miles an hour, is the Formula Rasa at Ferrari World in Abu Dhabi. The world's tallest is King Ada at the Six Flags Park in New Jersey standing at 456 feet. If you're thinking on celebrating National Roller Coaster Day, you might want to head to Six Flags on Sunday as they're closed on Monday. In any event, let's check the weather forecast to see if there will be the perfect day for riding the Texas Giant this weekend. Here's our own thrill seeker, Colleen. Let's take a look at the weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas, which is the exact opposite of thrilling. It's August, and we'll be experiencing typical August heat. We're projected to have seasonal highs in the upper 90s near our average of 97 degrees, maybe a degree or two above or below that for the next seven days, with lows in the upper 70s. There's a 20% chance on the weekend of pop-up showers and thunderstorms on Saturday and Sunday, but most of us won't get any relief in the form of rain. On the good side, it'll be breezy, with 10 to 15 mile per hour winds most days, which should hopefully keep the pollution moving and help us avoid those yucky ozone action days. Meanwhile, the Tarrant Regional Water District suggests that many Mansfield lawns will need up to three quarters of an inch of irrigation water this week. Be sure to spread your watering over two days and use the recommended cycle and soak settings to reduce runoff. Check your sprinklers to be sure they are watering the lawn and not the street. As always, you can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we will turn the page to our feature section. So when we come back in 60 seconds, science reporter Dennis Webb talks science. Health specialist Katrina Brown has the Texas Health Tip of the Week. And Brian Certain is here with the Cocktail of the Week. Coming up a little bit later on in this episode, we do have the Trivia Question of the Week. And I will talk with Lake Ridge grad and Olympic athlete Jasmine Moore. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo. This is About Mansfield. 
Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, this is Jan Cox. And this is John Cox, owner of Stevens Garden and Grill. And you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. We are your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. The International Space Station had a scary day last week. Science reporter Dennis Webb has the story. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. Recently, an interesting, somewhat scary thing happened on the International Space Station. This did not make the news, but it was a big deal to us space people. The Russian Space Agency had wanted to replace one of their 20-year-old space station modules called Piers with a newer module called Nauka that would have newer systems and new useful functions for the Russian part of the International Space Station. The complex international engineering partnership that makes this multinational facility work in space had figured out how this could happen, and the Russians launched a new module on one of their giant proton rockets from the Russian launch site in Kazakhstan. The older Piers module had detached from the space station and pushed itself down to mostly burn up in the atmosphere as it re-entered, with remaining fragments crashing into the Pacific Ocean, which is our planet's graveyard of old spaceships. All of the Russian modules on the ISS arrived as independent, fully functional spaceships, and they also depart as spaceships. This is different from the other parts of the ISS that were mostly delivered by and deployed from the space shuttle. Two very different approaches to making a space station somehow working together. So the new module is launched, flies itself to the ISS, and docks to the Russian's part of the orbital complex. So far, so good. Somehow, the new module, now firmly attached to the ISS, automatically but erroneously decided it needed to depart the ISS and started firing its rockets. This rocket muzzle quickly overwhelmed the American control moment gyroscopes that normally control the station's attitude without spending any rocket fuel. And the big Russian rocket engines automatically took over to try to put the station back to where it needed to be. The control center in Houston declared a space station emergency, the first in this space station's history, and eventually Nauka ran out of fuel before the Russian ground controllers in Moscow could stop it, as they did not have radio contact at the time. 
That's a story all by itself. As this became public, the Russian partners said it was no big deal and that they had fixed it. However, the disturbance to attitude control put unknown structural loads into the overall station structure. As the two sets of Russian rockets fought each other, as the station spun around one and a half times. Among the concerns is the seals between the modules that keep air from leaking to space. These structural loads also may be on the system's design limitation, possibly a problem for the future lifetime of the orbital complex. The USA will lead a team of structural and safety engineers from the participating nations in figuring this out. It's complicated. If it all works out okay, you won't hear about it in the news. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Coming up next week, SACS in Space. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. It's time right now for the Texas Health Tip of the Week, sponsored by Texas Health Hospital, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. This week, health specialist Katrina Brown has tips on how to stay cool during these hot summer days. Katrina? A heat stroke, sometimes referred to as a sunstroke, is a condition caused by your body overheating, usually as a result of prolonged exposure to or physical exertion in high temperatures. This most serious form of heat injury can occur if your body's temperature rises to 104 or higher. This condition is most common in the summer months, of course. Heat stroke requires emergency treatment. Untreated, heat stroke can quickly damage your brain, heart, kidney, and muscles. The damage worsens the longer treatment is delayed, increasing your risk of serious complications or even death. Common heat stroke signs and symptoms include high body temperature, altered mental status or behavior, cessation of sweating, nausea and vomiting, flushed red skin, rapid breathing and racing heart rate as your lungs and heart are trying to cool down your body, throbbing headache, and sometimes physical collapse and coma. If you think you or someone you are with may be experiencing heat stroke, seek immediate help. Call 911 or your local emergency services number. Take immediate action to cool the overheated person down while waiting for emergency treatment. Get the person into the shade or indoors, remove excess clothing, put them in a cool tub of water or a cool shower, even spray them with a garden hose. Anything you can do to get them cooled down as quickly as possible. As you know, heat stroke can occur as a result of exposure to heat, but it can also be caused by strenuous activity in a mild or even warm environment if you're not used to it. It can be brought on by wearing excess clothing that prevents sweat from evaporating easily and cooling your body, by drinking alcohol, which can affect your body's ability to regulate temperature, or becoming dehydrated by not drinking enough water to replenish fluids lost through sweating. And anyone can develop heat stroke, but several factors increase your risk. Your ability to cope with extreme heat depends on the strength of your central nervous system. In the very young, the central nervous system is not fully developed, and in adults over 65, the central nervous system begins to deteriorate, which makes your body less capable to cope with changes in body temperature. Both age groups usually have difficulty remaining hydrated, which also increases the risk. I spoke of exertion in hot weather, of course, increasing your risk, so it's important to note that military training and participating in sports outdoors, such as football or long-distance running, in hot weather are among the situations that can lead to heat stroke, especially if you are not used to the heat coupled with the activity. Be aware that certain medications affect your body's ability to stay hydrated and respond to heat. 
Be especially careful in hot weather if you take medications that narrow your blood vessels. These are called vasoconstrictors. Ones that regulate your blood pressure by blocking adrenaline, these are called beta blockers. Also, ones that rid your body of sodium and water, called diuretics, or reduce psychiatric symptoms, like antidepressants or antipsychotics. Also, stimulants for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and illegal substances, such as amphetamines and cocaine, can make you more vulnerable to heat stroke, as well as certain chronic illnesses such as heart or lung disease, obesity, or a history of heat-related injuries. These may increase your risk of heat stroke. On a positive note, heat stroke is predictable and preventable. Watch your local weather forecast and take steps to prevent heat stroke during hot weather, like wear loose-fitting, light-colored, and lightweight clothing, protect yourself against sunburn, drink plenty of water, and stay indoors in the AC during the heat of the day. Save all your outdoor duties for late day or very early morning. This will do the trick. So stay cool and healthy, Mansfield. On behalf of Texas Health Hospital Mansfield and reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Katrina Brown. Brian Certain is serving up another original concoction that's a take on a classic with the Cocktail of the Week. Brian? This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Old Tawaka. About a decade ago, I went to my favorite Fort Worth steakhouse. This one is down in the stockyards and is owned by celebrity chef Tim Love. The restaurant is the Lonesome Dove Bistro. That night, as we arrived, we were told that our table would be ready shortly, and we could make ourselves comfortable at the bar. After ordering our cocktails, I noticed that the general manager went behind the bar and pulled out a bottle of amber liquid from the freezer. He grabbed a handful of shot glasses and went to the open kitchen where all the chefs cooked in cowboy hats and called them all to the pass, which is the opening where they pass the food through to the prep chef. He then set all the shot glasses down and poured a shot in all of them. He then called all the chefs forward and said something, and they all did the shot and went back to work. Well, to say that I was intrigued was an understatement. As we were sat at our table a few minutes later, our waiter came, introduced himself, and I asked him what had I seen. He casually shook it off and said, oh yeah, that was Tawaka. Well, I've never heard of this elixir from the gods, so I asked him to repeat himself and then asked for a shot for our table to sample this liquid gold for ourselves. Needless to say, I found a new favorite liqueur. Tawaka is an enticing blend of Italian brandy, Mediterranean citrus, and vanilla spice. It has a storied history with a recipe that remains much the same as when it helped fuel the Italian Renaissance. Tawaka is a fine spirit with subtle notes of vanilla, citrus, butterscotch, cola, dried fig, and other flavors that reveal themselves uniquely to each individual drinker. The result is a complex and versatile flavor that can be enjoyed chilled, my favorite, or used to bring new life to your favorite cocktail. It's what I'm doing today. Personally, I keep a bottle in my freezer. Yes, my freezer is full of a lot of alcohol. I've already told you about the pre-made gimlets and the pre-made papal hornets and the tequila and vodka that I keep in my freezer. And this is just another one of those pre-made things that's in the freezer all the time for sharing with my friends and making an amazing cocktails. Somewhere along the line, I added Tawaka along with the traditional ingredients for an old-fashioned and have served it ever since. But don't worry about taking notes, as I'll be giving all the ingredients and directions, and they'll be posted on bourbongospel.com. 
So the Tawaka Old Fashioned. Ingredients, one ounce of Tawaka, one ounce of good bourbon. By now, you know what that means. Something like Weller, Maker's Mark, or the always Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. One ounce of simple syrup, two dashes of a good bitter. Again, my favorite is the pecan bitter. And two Lizardo cherries with syrup. Just like in last week's, you're going to mix them all together in an old-fashioned glass and stir to combine all the flavors together. Finish it with a large ice cube. Now, it's your turn to make it at home. Write me and tell me what you think. Give me your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain says, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for About Mansfield Podcast, I'm Brian Certain. And you're not. Congratulations to Chris Sheridan, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What year was the railroad trestle near North Street built? According to the Visit Mansfield website, the railroad trestle near North Street in Mansfield was built in 1885. Chris has won a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The Texas Health Tip of the Week was sponsored by Texas Health Hospital, located at 287 and Lone Star Road. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hey, it's Steve Casillo, and I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities. can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows such as Ask Philip, On the Mark, Grown and Unfiltered, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Epic Voices and Conversations from Palm Springs. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 right here in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and you get to record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast or if you're just looking for a better place to record podcast mansfield recording studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com that's podcastmansfield.com hi i'm carmen mcmillan executive director of mansfield mission center and you're listening to about mansfield it's time right now for the highly coveted wildly popular trivia question of the week the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a 25 dollars gift card to dirty job brewing They're 
are located at 117 North Main Street in Historic Mansfield, serving craft beer that is made right there on the premises, along with a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, and much, much more. Check them out on the web at dirtyjobbrewing.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, Mansfield ISD is opening three new schools just south of Lone Star Road when school opens next week, an elementary, intermediate, and middle school. This week's trivia question is, what are the names of the three new MISD schools? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, what are the names of the three new MISD schools opening next week? Good luck, and thanks to Derek at Dirty Job for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today, we have a very special guest. In 2018-2019, uh, so that would be her senior year at, uh, at Mansfield Lake Ridge High School, she was named the Gatorade National Girls Track and Field Athlete of the Year. And this after uh, receiving that uh, the Gatorade Texas Girls Track and Field Athlete of the Year twice, she established the national high school triple jump record and UIL state record with a mark of 44 feet 10 inches at her last meet in high school. She won six New Balance National Championships. She was the first female to win five national New Balance titles in the triple jump. She's a nine-time New Balance All-American. I tell you what, the, the accolades for high school go on and on and on. And the accolades from the University of Georgia are just as long, and she's only been there a couple of years. This, going back to Mansfield Lake Ridge High School, while maintaining a, a 3.68 grade point average, it is my pleasure to welcome Jasmine Moore to About Mansfield. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You you hit all the marks with all the awards. <laughs> there, seriously, there are there are a few more awards than that, aren't there? There's a couple, um, one more, or two. But you, but you you were good. You impressed me. <laughs> First of all, when when I'm thinking about uh, okay, you're you're going to Japan, you're going to the Olympics. The the first thing that hits me is okay, m my dad kicks in, and mm -hmm. is your passport up to date? It is. I got a new passport at the beginning of this year, so I'm good to go with that. <laughs> Let's talk about Jasmine first, the person, and kind of go back, uh, and and we'll lead up into Japan here in just a second. What are the you went to Lake Ridge High School? What are the schools? The intermediate school, the the uh, um, uh, the middle school. What are the schools that you went to that fed into uh, into Lake Ridge? So I started off in elementary school at Anime Dalton, and then I went to Mary Lillard. That was the intermediate school I went to. And then I went to Danny Jones Middle School, and then um, I went to Lake Ridge High School. Tell me about the first time you ran track. I want to say it was either, I want to say like the fifth grade and it was club track with the North Texas Cheetahs and I hated it. I remember my first day, <laughs> um, as soon as I got done, it was my birthday too. So I, I cried. And then the next day my parents tried to make me go back and I was like, no, I'm not going back. I was hiding around the house. I called my grandparents to like snitch on my parents because I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't like running. It's not fun, but obviously it worked out. So the, do you remember the first, um, the first track meet that you were in? 
I don't really remember. I know like starting off that track, though, I wasn't good. Like I was always on like the B team relays and I wasn't really one of like the best people on the team, but then just like slowly as I got older, I kept progressing and then I would make the A team relays. And then I would be one of the best hundred meter girls in our club for the, for like the age group. And I just kept getting better. And then, um, middle school is when I started jumping and that's kind of when I found my niche. And I feel like I kind of, that's when I started to win, like at the JO national level. Okay. Jasmine, mm-hmm. my crack research department mm-hmm. told me that you're also a world champion cheerleader. I am. You are. I started. Tell me about that. <laughs> I started competitive cheer when I moved to Texas in the second grade. And then um, I want to say in the fifth grade, I switched over to a different gym called spirit of Texas. And they're just like, they're a really good cheer gym. And I was on my first world's team, my seventh grade year. And I, which is like how you can win the national, I mean the world championship. And so I won worlds, my freshman year of high school. And I, it honestly worked out perfectly because I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do cheer, but then I ended up doing cheer year and then I ended up winning. So I was happy that I stuck it out for one more year. At what age did you feel that, all right, track and field, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty good at it. And when did you feel that track and field was your calling? Probably my freshman year going into my sophomore year. Um, I won my first new balance like title. Um, I remember I was competing against, I think either juniors or seniors that year and I won and I jumped a us number one. And I feel like that jump in that moment kind of put me on the map as far as um, college coaches looking at me and just the way I handled myself during that meet and the way I competed. For the viewers and for the listeners out there that aren't familiar with a triple jump, well, I, I know what a high jump is. I know what a long jump is. Can you define mm-hmm. for those, uh, what's a triple jump? So it's kind of like long jump, but it's in um, it's three different phases. And so you have your first phase, which is your hop phase, your second phase, which is your step, and then third phase, which is your jump phase. So completely Playing all three of those jumps into the sand is what um, makes a triple jump. It's a very technical event and it's a lot harder than many may think. That's why the U.S. isn't as good um, in the event as many other countries because we start later. So um, a lot of the younger kids don't know the technique and that kind of puts uh, the U.S. at a disadvantage. Japan and and, uh, Tokyo, the Olympics were supposed to be in 2020. It it was delayed a year because of of COVID-19. Did do you think that gave you a, a an added benefit? Give it gave you an extra year to train? Would do do you think you would have made the 2020 Olympics had it taken place that year versus this year? Yeah, of course I want to say that I would have made it either way, but I, I do uh, I do appreciate this um, extra year because it allowed me to get stronger, faster, and then just like mentally tougher. So all in all, I feel like this extra year, which is very beneficial to like me making the team. You're actually leaving for Tokyo on Saturday. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means you're missing the opening ceremonies. Is that right? Yeah. Um, we're only allowed, at least the U.S., we're only allowed seven days, I mean, five days before we compete. So I'm pretty sure that makes all of the track and field athletes for the USA. We're all probably going to miss it, which is extremely unfortunate because that's obviously like one of the biggest moments of the Olympics is the opening ceremony. So I've been missing the opening and closing ceremony in my first Olympic games, but well, and I, I was just reading today that, uh, Japan's not letting any 
outside spectators in, so that the the uh, Olympic Stadium is actually supposed to be pretty pretty empty for both the opening and the closing ceremonies. So yeah, and when we compete, it'll just be like our coaches. So, right. And that leads to uh, uh, another question. Obviously, your coach, but um, this is not a I'm going to Tokyo by myself. Uh, who's going with you? So I'll have my coach. Um, he was at the University of Georgia, um, but he's no longer there. But Coach Petros will be my coach um, to coach me at the Olympics. Your parents, and, then, and then also uh, I have um, some of my training partners. I have like three other training partners that made the team as well. So any family um, members going with you? No, and family is not allowed to come. They're so. not allowed to come. No, but um, Team USA, they set up a thing in Orlando to have like a watch party for all the parents and they're like, find them out there. So I'm happy they at least get to do that. You mentioned earlier today by text that um, you took a COVID test today. Mm-hmm. COVID cases, according to CNN, the, the COVID cases are actually on the rise in in Tokyo and, and in Japan. And so... Um, what have I obviously taking a test today is is part of the answer, but what have you been doing? What has uh, the the American team been doing to protect themselves going into Tokyo? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of protocols due to COVID and it's extremely stressful just because it's just one added thing to think about besides you competing, but just staying safe, obviously wear my mask, I'm vaccinated and just doing everything I need to do on my part to keep myself safe and the rest of the team so that we're all able to compete. And if I recall, the you you leave here Saturday, so you I would assume you're arriving on Sunday, which gives <laughs> you I think five days. Your first event is on a Friday. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what do you do from from Sunday to Friday? I would I would assume there's a little bit of training, uh, but getting acclimated to uh, the Olympic Village and and whatnot. But what do you do for five days? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, obviously I know to train, but I don't know what's going to be available for us at the Olympic village. Um, I know that we're obviously not allowed to like really sightsee or leave the Olympic village, um, only to train and then to compete, but hopefully I'll be able to, like, I want to say I want to meet people, but then I'm scared to do that because COVID. So I really don't know what to expect. I hope it's still a great experience and I guess we'll just see once I get there. The big news out of Tokyo right now is, especially from the Olympic Village, is the cardboard beds. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that, and I don't <laughs> think that they're as bad as the media is making it seem. I mean, I have people there, they say that they're fine and they're sturdy. It's just, I don't know, of course, everyone's going to have their opinion. But I, I mean, I heard that, like, they were still comfortable, and you can still, like, you can adjust your mattress to make it as soft as you want, as firm as you want. Um, oh, of so course, like a you number know, the media will add their little spin to make it sound like we're getting treated poorly. But I'm going to ask you a three-part question here. Mm-hmm. They say the 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 key to a balanced life is mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So preparing yourself for the upcoming, say, two weeks. Mm-hmm. What have you done to prepare your mind, body, and spirit? 
Um, starting off with my mind, uh, my mental health is probably like one of the most important things to me. That's like one thing I do struggle with. So making sure that I'm okay mentally and that's whenever I perform my best and then my body, just letting it rest, treating it, um, doing what I need to do, whether it's ice baths, laser, making sure I feel my best. And then my relationship with God is probably the most relationship in my life. So making sure that I still keep that a priority during this busy time. You have a support team. You mentioned your coach at University of Georgia, who is the one who got you into the Olympics. Uh, Well, you got yourself into the Olympics, but he helped. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who's your support team? Aside from your coach, your your support team, and uh, how did they get you to where you are now? I definitely have like the best parents ever. They um, just work so hard. My my dad is very tough on my sister and I, but he's made us mentally strong, which I think is very key to any like any sport in all aspects in all aspects of life. Mentally, mental toughness is very important. And so, my mom is she used to do long jump. So she understands what I go through. And my grandparents, they bought a, they bought a house here in Texas too. So they can come watch me. I'm least in high school. They would watch me during the track season. So everyone, they always come to my meets. My friends from high school still come to my meets. Um, my aunts, my cousins, everyone is just so supportive and they're just there for me. And they like really want this for me too. So me making a team, it wasn't just like a Jasmine Moore moment. It was like the more family, like team more, it was for everybody. So this is usually the point where I give you shout outs, but it sounds like you already did. So <laughs> if you want to get yeah. out specific names, you're, you're welcome to just say, Hey, shout out to, um, to my sister or whoever you'd like to shout yeah, out. I mean, my sister, my friend, my best friends, Alyssa, Sydney, my boyfriend, my, like I said, my mom, my dad, my parents, my dog makes me happy. So that's to it too. But just everyone, my coaches from high school, coach Jones, Kenny, coach Jones, John, Coach Wizahunt, Coach Walmack, like everyone has just helped me so much. And then for us to do the um, drive by tomorrow with um, MISD, like that means so much to me just to know that like people care because like I don't, in my head, the moment isn't as big as like what it really is. Like I'm like, oh, I make the Olympics. Like it's not that big of a deal, but like in reality, it is a big deal. And so just to have everyone out supporting me just means so much to me. So. Well, if I recall, the day that you learned that you're going to the Olympics, you tweeted in all caps, I'm going to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a surreal, um, surreal moment, you know, obviously like I've wanted this so bad for such a long time and I've literally prayed to make this Olympic team for like the past year, every night. So, um, to make it just very blessed with the follow-up from Tokyo, let's welcome back Jasmine Moore to about Mansfield. Welcome back. Thank you. Before uh, we get into your experience in Tokyo, we we the last time that we talked, we talked the day before Mansfield got together at Newsom Stadium for the big send off. Talk about the send off. It was 
was honestly amazing just to see a lot of people come out and support. I didn't think that many people were going to um, come out. So it really meant a lot. And then to see a lot of my friends from high school or teachers or family friends just drive by and support it really meant a lot. And that was on a Thursday. The following Saturday, you had your bags packed, your passport was ready, and you took off for Japan. How long was the flight? So I had a three-hour flight to San Francisco, and then it was about like 10 hours um, from San Fran to Japan. That's so. not, not too hateful. Yeah. Honestly, it really wasn't too bad because we had got like upgraded to first class Wow! and I slept like seven hours. So it really <laughs> wasn't bad at all. You arrived in Japan. You had about four or five days before you were to compete. And we, we talked about, you know, what do you do for four or five days? Uh, you were pretty much stuck to the Olympic Village. If I recall some of the reports on TV, the athletes were saying, yeah, we, we couldn't leave the area. Mm -hmm. Talk about what you, what'd you do for four or five days? So I had practice, um, probably like every day, but after, like, other than that, um, a lot of like the college kids, we were just like trading pins. Well, honestly, a lot of like the athletes, but just like the people I hung out with, um, you would trade, like could trade pins with different countries. So we were like on a hunt who could trade the most pins, which is, that's how, you know, I feel like we were bored because that's all we were doing basically. But other than that, just chilling, getting to meet some of the other people on Team USA and just kind of exploring the village a little bit. We did talk about the food prior to the, in, in our first interview. You had mentioned that you uh, prefer sushi over hamburger. What? How was the food, and and what did you find that you were eating the most? The food, it was a, like a large variety just because obviously they had to accommodate so many different countries, food allergies, you know, so many different things. But the food wasn't bad. I, like I said, I'm just picky. And so what did I eat? I ate a lot of pasta. Um, they did have sushi. I thought it was going to be like amazing, but it wasn't. So that was kind <laughs> of a bummer. But um, yeah, mainly like pasta I ate and then like I had they had oatmeal um which is what I kind of ate in the morning so but they had a lot of stuff to choose from I was reading an article in the New York Times over the weekend. A reporter was talking about uh, walking from the event, uh, the Olympic Village into um, uh, the Olympics area and stopped at a 7-Eleven. In this case, the 7-Elevens in Japan are a little different than here in America, where he, uh, as a reporter for the New York Times, scored an interview with the Prime Minister of Japan, and he goes, oh my gosh. I need a I need a dress shirt and a tie. Mm. Happened to buy one at the Seven Eleven. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. No, like we didn't really get to explore. On time I got to see Japan was whenever I was driving either to practice or to the competition. But it looked really cool, just like looking outside the windows. But besides great memories, what did you bring home from Japan? Um, just a lot of experience and knowledge from competing with so many different people from all over the world. A lot of the older people on the team and um, from different countries that I compete against were really nice and just kind of gave me motivation. Um, cause this obviously is my first Olympics. And so just going forward, I kind of know what to expect and how to prepare, um, for huge, um, competitions like Olympics. And speaking of the Olympics and your competition, you uh, you competed on Friday, uh, uh, July 30th, 
uh, you, there were two groups of triple jumpers. Mm-hmm. You were in Group A, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I mentioned this to you uh, before we started this this podcast that uh, you were the second youngest out of thirty four triple jump competitors. You were the second youngest, mm-hmm. and just eight months shy of the youngest, a young lady from Cuba. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, you've got some growing. You, you've definitely got some yeah. experience uh, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about with my parents that I'm not even in my peaking age yet. So just to know that I um, have so much more to grow and learn um, to continue in the sport. Triple jump is a very developed um, event. So just with time, I feel like people will get better. So it makes me excited going to the future that I know there's so much I can work on and improve. And the gold medal winner from Valenzuela, uh, Yulamar Rojas has uh put the bar a little bit higher. She set a world record at 15.76. Are you up for the challenge? She jumped. It's so crazy because she's like probably like six, four. So she's just so tall. It makes it look so effortless, but she definitely put one up out there. And the whole um, triple jump competition this year was really impressive. So it was just exciting to see. And then hopefully in the future, I'll be able to um, jump in the high 14s and push for 15 meters. And we'll see you in Paris at 2024. That's that's the goal. I'm going to keep trying until I get the outcome that I want. I'm gonna. I'll be there. By the way, what's your favorite ice cream? I like chocolate chip cookie dough. We have reached the part of the interview. I do this with every interview, and uh, and so that means you're 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 part of it. It is called the lightning round. Oh, this God. is where our, in this case, our viewers and our listeners get to know Jasmine more on a personal level more mm-hmm. than anything else. And it's a very simple game of this or that. So, okay. uh, all right, are you, are you ready? Yes. Night or day? Night. Dog or cat? Dog. Sushi or hamburger? Sushi. And I had to ask that because you're going to Japan. (laughs) Are you versed in in Japanese food? No, I just really don't like hamburgers. So if it was like a grilled cheese, I would have chose the grilled cheese over the sushi. But (laughs) All right. Next question. Sushi or grilled cheese? Grilled cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Bass or drums? Bass. Summer or winter? Winter. Marvel or DC Comics? Marvel. Instagram or TikTok? TikTok. I'm addicted. Horror movie or comedy? Comedy. Would you rather shop name brand or discount? I, I know name brand, but <laughs> that. But I mean, I'm, I I shop anything if it's cute, I'll buy it. There you go. I tell you <laughs> what, Jasmine Moore, you made Mansfield proud. Thank you. It means a lot just because I know like I'm not really proud with how I did, but like everyone back at home is just still proud of me, which um, is kind of a confidence booster and it's kind of helping me out during this time. So. Well, come on. You, you competed in the Olympics. How cool is that? Yeah, so, it was honestly really cool. Just yeah. being in the stadium, it was just awesome just to, like, you see it on TV and everything like that, but to be there and compete was a great experience. Jasmine, again, thanks for your time. 
Thank you. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will have the latest Mansfield news, talk, and information. We will also talk with a Mansfield couple, Kirsten and Nick Lavalley, who collectively have lost over 200 pounds of body weight, and we will hear their story. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Texas Health Tip, Katrina Brown. Home Improvement feature, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week feature, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo and Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield.